Yo, John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. It's a beautiful Sunday night. It's a beautiful Sunday night. It's September already, man. What happened? What happened to my summer? Why is it September? Why? It's not right. It's not okay. I want to protest. Can we do that? Can we get together and have a protest? We come come together, <clears throat> people on the left and right, people in the middle, just add an extra month. Let's add an extra month. Okay, we're all adults. We can do what we want. Let's add one extra month to summertime. Okay, from August uh, to September, something in there. Call whatever we want. It'll be it'll be glorious. I think I think the world will be a better place. I think we should also add a day in between uh, Wednesday and Thursday. That should also be treated as a weekend. It's just a day off. So we work Monday through Wednesday, and then <clears throat> whatever that new day is, it's off. You come back power through the last two days of the week, Thursday, Friday, and you get your two-day weekend. Yep, yep, yep. Thank God. What's up? Yes, I was on uh, Rule Zero yesterday. It's a good conversation. Um, after we get through the fights, I got some stuff we can talk about. It's all on all, all on that same lines. I think it's an important topic to talk about. The idea of uh, adults dating who they want to date. Adults. Adults. I think we can talk about that some more. If uh, guys aren't wanting to call in, I want to put the link in the console in the uh, in the chat again later on for open up for some consults if you guys are up for it. Um, but we'll talk about the fights. The fights were good. The fights are good. Uh, UFC first show in Paris and looked like they did pretty dang good. It was pretty, pretty big crowd, pretty solid crowd. It was an energetic crowd. They were uh, cheering a lot. They were cheering a lot, a lot of chants, a lot of stuff I didn't understand. They did boo a little bit, but you know, the French, at least they didn't surrender. It was a good, it was a good, uh, Good night of fights. We I started off uh, with prelims. Uh, Benoit Saint Denis was the first fight I saw. Uh, he managed to get a nice knockout early in the in the second round. Um, nice showing. Uh, Ziam and Figlak had a decent little scrap. And a decision for ZM. The MacDessy and Hackpress. This was a pretty good fight. I like this fight, but it also made me feel like they weren't hitting the gas. They weren't really stepping on the gas. They had moments in the fight where there are some beautiful violence opened up in between the two. But I think they needed, they could have condensed 
that that uh, three rounds of violence that they produced. They could have they could have condensed that into one round. They needed to uh, sit in the pocket a little bit more for for my blood sport thirst to be quenched. I command it because uh, as a spectator now, that's what we get to do. And it was a good fight, though. I didn't enjoy watching it, but I think uh, Nazrat could have finished that fight. I feel like he could have finished that fight if he would have picked the pace up and got and sat in that pocket a little bit more. But then again, Magdesi does have power, so that that power can be a great equalizer. It can be a great equalizer. So it's easy. To, it's easy to criticize on my stool here. It really is. Um, but yeah, be interested in the next thing for Mr. Hackprost. Then we get into a big new name for the middleweight division. I like seeing these middleweights come in here and shake things up. A bus mega motive. A bus, a bus. He's a bus because when he hits you, you're like, what was the license plate of that bus that hit me? Abbas Magomedov. I think I pronounced that wrong the first time. Magomedov. Uh, he looked pretty good. He looked decent. It was fast, though. 19 seconds. How can you really judge uh, how good a fighter is by the 19 seconds that he produced that knockout in? Um, Sultzfus is tough. He's he uh, being a fighter that I've trained with Dwight and uh, Dwight Grant, so I know he's a tough guy. Um, but I don't know anybody else that this uh, Magomedov has fought, so it's hard to judge. But he looks strong. Allegedly, he knows how to wrestle. He's one of the Dagestani's. And uh, he's got a he's got a strange build, you know. He's got long legs, long arms, long reach. Uh, can hit you from weird angles. Should be interesting to see what he can do at middleweight. I feel like there needs to be there needs to be more people shaking things up at middleweight. It's just it's just it's just a thing. It's just a thing. I think. Not afraid of thinking it. Yep, you're correct. You you, you get shamed anytime you do something they they don't want you to do. It doesn't benefit. That's that's everybody. Be aware of the shame game, guys. Be aware. <clears throat> We get into the main card. Uh, Jordan and Wood had a pretty great fight. Three-run decision. Uh, they were trading a lot inside the pocket. There were some exchanges uh, back and forth, hitting the ground, coming back up. I enjoyed the fight. I really liked watching Jordan and Wood fight. It was a good, good scrap. Wood came around with the decision. Uh, Gormas and Earns. Gormas wins the decision. Uh, 
Chirico, Alicio de Chirico. Um, tough loss. Tough loss to Kopilov. Roman Kopilov is a stud. He uh, he looked good. I was enjoying the fight up until the finish. I must say. What? Um, and then, yeah, that was, a, that was another middleweight fight. All right, middleweight fight with uh, Kapilov. It should be interesting to see what they can do with him. Sit at nine and two. I don't know who else uh, done the fight, but it's like it's like Whitaker has gone through most everybody at the top. So they do need they need new blood and middleweight. They need somebody to beat Izzy too. Makes things up in that weight class. Um, moving down the card, uh, another middleweight fight. Imovov against Buckley. I have not seen Imovov fight before, but I've seen Buckley, and I like I like watching Buckley fight. Uh, Imovov managed to squeak out the decision. Would have been nice to see a more dominant exclamation point on the fight because it is. There needs something. There needs to be something. We need to build. We need. We need somebody. We need a hero. We need a hero. A middleweight. Robert Whitaker. Going into the main the main events. Co-main event. Robert Whitaker. Five round battle with Vittori. And he just found Vittori wanting. He just wasn't fast enough. Talk about Vittori. Vittori was not fast enough, was not strong enough, did not hit hard enough. Did not win the positions when he needed to. Robert Whitaker was always just one, one step ahead, one notch ahead, one level up. I think we've got a, a solid gatekeeper in Robert Whitaker. If you can't beat Robert Whitaker, you probably don't have any business trying to fight Inasanya. I think that's I think that's fair to say. You know, I think it's pretty fair to say. Oh man, I didn't even know that was a thing. UFC bar finally opened up near me. I'm gonna start watching some of these fights. I did not even know that now they were they were gonna monopolize bars. <laughs> They're gonna monopolize sports bars now. <laughs> oh man, how the plot thickens. Oh, okay. I'm saying, bar the place you see. Yeah, man. Um, they're fun to watch. Violence is fun. And this was a pretty good card. This, uh, you know. Whitaker Vittori was was fun to watch. I don't. I didn't mind it. I think, you know, Whitaker outclassed him. Um, but it was still still a fun fight to watch. I mean, yeah, it was only a it was a co-main it was a co-main event. 
but it was only a, a three-round fight. Is that is that how it's supposed to work? I thought all the main the main events, even co-main events, are going to be five rounds. I'm feeling like that should have been a five-round fight with Whitaker and Vittori. Whitaker probably would have finished him, but I don't know. I thought all main events, even co-main, I thought that's what was something that was a part of that. Am I wrong? Did I mix my realities up? Hmm. Main event, Cyril Gain and Tia Tevusa. Um, Tevusa almost pulled it off. Almost pulled it off. He was just almost. He landed a pretty good, um, pretty good punch. Knocked him back, sat him on his butt a little bit. I think, I mean, that that was what, first round? You could have called that round a 10-8 first round, I think, because he dropped him with one punch, and he kind of wobbled him with one other punch. And uh, Gon didn't do anything else that first round. He didn't do terrible, but I would have called that a 10-8 round for two Tevusa. No? Am I wrong? Do I have to do a shoey for being wrong? But I think that he, he won. Tell you about that, the first round. And then second round, Gan started coming back. It was a 10-9 round. And then we get into that third round and the belly kicks. It seemed like to me, I don't know if you guys saw the same thing I did, but it looked to me that those the belly kicks where they're kind of they're not even shin kicking you in the belly they're poking you with their toes they're like jabbing you with your toes kicking you right in the in the stomach right up under the rib no thanks those aren't fun at all that's not it's not a good time and he landed a bunch of them uh a lot of people probably would have been looking for a way out. <laughs> After a couple of those in the belly, no thanks. No thanks at all. Oh. <clears throat> uh, James, got a good question here. He is saying that uh, NFL season starts next week. Do you still have a spot in your heart for football and what position uh, you play? I was a um, middle linebacker slash uh, fullback tailback. I wasn't super fast. But I could block really well, and I could hit the hole hard, and I could get, you know, I could get five yards. I could get you five yards just about every time. So I wasn't going to break away and rush for a touchdown, but I would get you far enough to get a first down. <laughs> I would get you those extra rounds to get extra extra yards to get the first down. 
but mostly I was I was best at uh, seek and destroy as middle linebacker. It was fun. It's good times. Yes, agreed. Susan Walker, those belly kicks really were a problem for him. I think so. It did not. They weren't even quite um, liver kicks. I don't know if he was really quite getting to the liver with them, but they sucked. <laughs> you could tell they sucked. You kept popping them in the same spot. He's probably pinching them with his toes while he hit him. A little pinch in your belly. How's that feel, guys? Huh? Big, big like pull, poking your stomach, pinching you at the same time. Nope. Uh, I didn't sign up for that. Kick me in the head. <laughs> I don't want to get poked in the belly real hard. It's awful. There's fights tonight too. There's fights tonight. Um, uh, the uh, Ruiz, Andy Ruiz, is fighting tonight. Be interesting to see how he bounces back from the Joshua loss. He he uh, famously knocked Joshua out in their first meeting. Which which this is also Andy Ruiz is also a testament to uh, the boxing system in that you know the reason he got the fight with Joshua was because of his ranking. Not because he sold tickets or because whatever promoter liked him, but because he was the next guy down. Uh, Josh was supposed to fight somebody else, and I think the guy failed a drug test. So they had to like go down the ranking to see who was next. And guess who stepped in? Oh, it was Anthony. Jo it was uh, Andy Garcia. Not Garcia. Ruiz, Andy Ruiz. I got I got smushed brains, guys. Andy Ruiz, not Andy Garcia. Andy Ruiz. Isn't Andy Garcia an actor or something? But there is a uh, round nine of ten is in this undercard fight for them right now. Flores and somebody. But your your rank matters. Your rank it means something. It should mean something. You know. Oh, man. It's the one. Ruiz and Ortiz. That's, uh, that's the fight that's coming up tonight. There's uh, Mares and uh, Flores, I think, are starting their last round. Is that who this is? Mares. I 
Yeah, Mars and Flores. So I don't know how many fights there are until uh, Ruiz kicks off. Yep, Ruiz beat uh, Areola. Is that who he beat? Is that the one? Which put him in a position to be able to fight Joshua. And then he beats Joshua. Excuse me. Real life Rocky story. Real true life Rocky story. Barely affording anything. Wins biggest fight of his life. Wish he could have come back and looked better and fought harder in the uh, the rematch, but pretty good. Pretty good. Tyler Durden's a stupid name is saying that uh, Shui landed really solid once. He had the outside with his lead foot and drilled Cyril with a straight right. Other than that, Cyril looked good. He's definitely sound. Yep, he's he's uh, he's good. My problem with Cyril Gunn is similar to the problem I have with Anthony Joshua. I think they are fully capable of being absolute killers, savage killers, with with more power and ability and brains than uh, Tyson out there. But, and it's a big but, they, lie, they lack they lack ferocity. They don't have the ferocity. They are not ferocious. They don't smell blood in the water. They kind of look like they're sparring a lot of times. Oh, 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 did I get you? Oh, and uh, I feel like they should pull the trigger a little bit and just silver back out. Ah, just go a little ape shit. <laughs> just do it. They're big dudes. <clears throat> you know, maybe feel your your rhythm in the first round a little bit and then just get after it. Second round. Just just go. <laughs> I think uh yeah, they play way too nice. They're being real soft in there. They're awfully soft. You think? Am I am I out of line? Am I out of line saying that Surogan and Anthony Joshua are like they're kind of brothers. They look like brothers that fight really timidly. They're the timid brothers. Really great. Really great. But if they just like snapped and went after it, maybe maybe these fights would not last so long. I feel I feel I feel it. I feel it. I don't know, you tell me. Am I line? Am I line, guys? Am I line? I don't think so. I don't think I'm online. I don't think I know what I'm talking about. Ooh, okie dokie. Vanguard, Mulatto Vanguard is saying the fight tonight is the crypto.com arena in LA. 
Dun, dun, dun. I, re I agree, Red Gemini. Gun is, he's a big dude. He's a big person. So I think, I mean, Joshua's a big person too. They're both just large mother grabbers, man. Like, there's got to be a certain point where gravity just says, you're too big, and they fall over. But they haven't hit it yet. Ah, here we go. I got some support in my mad ramblings. Tyler is a super name is saying, agreed. They do seem timid, like old point karate. A little bit, a little bit like touch butt, a little bit. Senatrice getting out there. Like, you knew Tyson, as soon as the bell rang, he's like, oh, but he's trying to kill the guy. He's trying to kill the guy. He's trying to rip his head off. They may, they may need somebody to help stop him. You get a, you got a sense of that with with Mike. You get a sense of that with some other guys, even lower skill level guys. They just oh he's just gonna go. There he goes. <laughs> you know, and I, I really don't get. I don't get that vibe from Joshua or Gun. Maybe maybe maybe. Gun's uh, just getting warmed up. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Correct. Opening up creates openings. That's why you see a lot of guys not opening up. That's why a lot of guys in MMA, when they're on bottom, they try to hug and hold and keep things from getting opened up so they get stood up. Stallers. In a sense, in a sense, Tyler Durden, like they aren't trying to hurt each other. You okay, buddy? Oh, sorry about that one. Uh, Roxy is saying that Rogan said on his fight companion that he thinks Jones beats Gan on the ground. I think he takes him down. I think Jones takes a lot of guys down at heavyweight. Uh, I think he takes a lot of guys down at heavyweight and, and works them. They're not going to be able to move. They're not going to be fluid on the ground they're not going to be mobile on the ground he puts them on their back they're in trouble and i don't think it has to be him blasting doubles or shooting single legs to get there john jones is going to be able to throw kicks throw weird angled punches and things get inside use his long ass arms to body lock clinch other types of things and then use trips easy takedowns body lock takedowns He's not going to have to work hard for it because he's going to be a lot faster than these guys. He's going to be able to work inside on a lot of these guys. And when they're so afraid of a striking, he's going to be able to freeze them, freeze them in place. Then he gets to move around. It's kind of like being the flash. The guy reacts the wrong way, and you start moving. You see everything in slow-mo. He's going to be able to do that to those guys. And... Uh, most of them, he's going to work on the ground. How many big heavyweights are good on the ground right now? When's the last time there was a a world champ ground dude fighting a heavyweight? You know, Nagueras, it's been a while. Who else? Who else has been around? You think anybody? Um, 
what's his name? String some fights together and one FC. They might bring him over. Buchecha, right? Maybe, but I don't know. That that's true. Tyson, I read Gemini saying Tyson had to leave because of reach. That's true, but I also believe that he was just he was wired like that. <laughs> you know, I think he had a lot of anxiety and a lot of like self-doubt so he just like wanted to like get it over with so he was like let's go let's go let's go yeah ha ha tyler Durden. we we must not forget we must not forget he said rogan said ronda could box floyd too though so yeah Uh, I mean, they had Tyler Durden saying that I'm not used to UFC having heavyweight talent. It's a good thing. Um, I mean, no, they did for a little while. They did for a little while because there's no one else to go. When they bought up Strike Force and they bought up Pride, they bought up all the top heavyweights. So they had good heavyweights for a while, man. Stipe is the guy. Yeah, Stipe can wrestle. He's one of the big guys that can wrestle. Everything. <laughs> Tyler's a stupid name. I think a lot of things have been hurting for a long time. I think that's what happens when you turn it into a production instead of it being a sport. When you when your rank doesn't mean anything, when you can't when you can't keep fighting for the top title, regardless of what promoter you're with or what promotion you're with, you're not gonna get a real structure building the best people. It's all about sales, all about ticket sales. And then it's just about personalities. You're not gonna see the best fighters, you're gonna see best personalities. <laughs> Which uh, some people like, they're fine with it. Some people are fine with it. He already did enter heavyweight. He's fighting, isn't they? Didn't they get a date? Red Gemini. Red Gemini is saying if Bones enters heavyweight, it's on. Pretty sure that's what's happening. Pretty sure. <clears throat> did you guys not get that memo? I'm pretty sure that's exactly what was happening. Was that uh, John Jones moved up. And now that he's moved up, uh, was it Stipe that he's fighting first for? He's fighting, he's fighting first? I thought he was fighting Stipe even. No. Is that incorrect? Yep, that's true. Vanguard, uh, they bought Strike Force and got DC Overroom for Doom, Josh Barnett. Yeah. 
They did not get um, what's his name, Fedor, though. That would have been nice. John Jones versus Stipe. Yeah, I think this would be good. I think this would be good fight. I'd like it. And it is what's rumored. I think you're right, Roxy. I think Stipe Jones is rumored. Um, should be interesting. That's that's something that's on the radar that I actually I'm like, hey, I kind of want to make sure I set some time to myself to make sure I watch it. <laughs> I I kind of wanted to watch. I wanted to watch the MVP thing. Um. There was a – what's up, Leah? How are you doing? There was a uh, bare knuckle event in Thailand. If you guys did not know that also, I didn't get to see it. But I thought it was cool that they're getting some uh, TIE fighters, some bare knuckle TIE fighters. Pukwa is uh, – he fought. He ended up fighting. I think that's kind of cool. His opponent, um, I don't think, is a world beater in any sense. I don't know how the fight went down exactly. It ended late in the first round. Um, but yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that event was going on. I don't know why they don't have. Uh, I don't know why these guys don't broadcast and uh, promote when when stuffs. And somewhere else, just because it's in Thailand doesn't mean I'm not going to go try to watch it. Just because it's up earlier or later or something. The only reason I saw that it happened was because it came across my timeline because there was a girl who won her fight and went to the rope and flashed the crowd uh, her boobs. So that happened. That's a thing now. I don't know if that's the first time that's ever happened. Is that the first time you guys ever heard of uh, a girl getting a knockout and then showing her boobs. That's uh that's a record. I think it's a record. It's a record for combat sports, I believe. Oh, that's a good point there, Mr. Vanguard. Two of those strike force heavyweights became UFC champion. That's right. They also got Luke Rockhold in that deal too. Yep, that's who it is. At uh, different times, you are correct, Tyler Durden. DC, Verdum, Barnett were all UFC champs at different times. They had all touched that belt. Liz asking, um, <clears throat> is Silva actually going to fight one of the Paul bros? Did I see that somewhere? What the fuck? Yes. That is what's probably going to happen, I think. Uh, it's going to be a harder fight, I think, for Paul than any of the other fights he's had because Anderson actually knows how to box, and he's had some boxing fights. He's actually had three boxing fights. So he's had three boxing fights already. I think he's 3-0. Paul's like 5-0 or 6-0. So it's not awful experience-wise, but he's still 
20 years younger. He's still 20 years younger. You know, everybody's fine with, with that happening. Everybody's fine with a 47-year-old man, 50-year-old man boxing a 25-year-old man. But if it's a 47-year-old man and he wants to date a 22-year-old woman, everybody loses their shit. <laughs> I think that, would, that might be what we talk about next, right? This is true. This is true. Everybody, they're all great, all shapes and sizes. God bless them. Silva is licensed now in Arizona, says Roxy. Okay. Interesting, interesting. So, um, yeah, it sounds like that's going to happen. And, you know, Jake Paul is eyeballing it because um, – He's beatable. He's beatable. They're not going to get drug tested. Not seriously. Uh, who knows if these fights are even real. They may have just taken it to another level of pro wrestling, internet, fakery. Everybody's in on it but you. Right? Because you're going to pay the money to watch the thing. Um, but there is a possibility that uh, this fight happens. And you would want to think Anderson is going to win, but he's old. He's old. He's been knocked out a lot. And you've got a more than likely geared up Jake Paul. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. It is all for money. It is all for money. Which I, I don't care if people want to put together circus shows, no big deal. What I don't like is, you know, the, the monopoly that the UFC possesses. See, these guys being able to set up, they have a following, so they can set up a fight for money. Great. That's awesome. What's not awesome is if uh, what the UFC does to like GSP, I think they still have them under contract. I don't think I don't know if he got the the sunset clause in his contract, but like he gets prevented from doing certain things. I don't think I don't think your MMA promoter or any other promoter should be able to limit what you do on a level on a certain level. And uh, yeah, so that's the thing too. Like, why shouldn't why shouldn't these older fighters be able to put together super fights just because the crowd wants to see it? You know, why not? People want to see St. Pierre and Anderson Silva again, and people put up the money, and people are like, yeah, man, I want to buy I want to buy the uh, pay-per-view. If some promoter, even if the UFC or Zufa doesn't want to do it, if some other promoter is like, hey, Golden Boy Productions is like, hey, we want to, we want to put this fight together. We want to host it. We want to, we want to promote it. We're going to do it. We're going to do a bare-knuckle, no rap MMA fight for 30 minutes. Okay. No judges. Finishes only. <laughs> Why shouldn't they be allowed to go do that? Why shouldn't they be able to go make that money? Why? Why? At some point, the fighters should be free agents. 
or at least the independent. It is the independent title. It really needs independent titles. We all need independent titles. In combat sports, you need independent titles. Oh, okay. That's out of the way. Yep, that would be... Uh, I'm not in his weight class anymore, though. That would be a problem. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll fight. I'll fight whoever you want to pay me. I already said my price. 200000 or more, I'll fight anybody. Let's do it. That's that's how we get it started. That's entry level, entry level stuff. All right, guys. We got through those things. We do have next week. Is this next week? UFC two. We're already there. Wow. September 10th, six days away. Wow. Already. Diaz, Shimiev. We got some interesting fights. Kevin Holland is back fighting Rodriguez. Ferguson, Jingling. Okay, man. Walker and uh, Qtelba. We got some fights. We got some fights on here. Okay. Early prelims. Looks like we got some fights. We got some fights. So next Saturday, we'll have another action-packed UFC card. Sounds great. Diaz is back. How do you guys think that's going to go? I don't know, man. I think these guys are kind of old. I think they're kind of... Done. All right, guys. Console time. Console time. I've got um, the link is in the chat. Go ahead and check it out. I'm putting it in the chat on the. Uh, the rock fan. Let's get a little warm out of the garage tonight, guys. Get a little sweaty. I would like to see a bit of a return, a return to the NHB days. I'd like to see a return to the no-holds-barred fights. I would like to see the gloves removed, elbows, headbutts, knees to the head on the ground, soccer kicks, head stomps. Let's do it. I'd like to see it all. I'd like to see it all, and I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see eight fight. I'd like to see eight round or eight man tournaments. I'd like to see the completion of an eight-man tournament in one night. That's what I would like to see. I would like I would like those style fights brought back. I would like to bring it back. Let's go, guys. Let's do it. Who's the promoter going to be? Who's the promoter going to be? We can put it together. People uh, will love it. Absolutely love it. Okay, guys. Um. So while you guys are working up the guts to call in, ask some questions. Um, Kid Kairos is saying, 
would that affect longevity of athlete's career? It could, but you have other you have other avenues. You know, if you want to do the the strict straight up MMA with gloves, but if you if you saw like longevity of most people's career, they're so short anyways. You know, they're pretty short. All right, man. I think we got it. We got one, guys. We got a caller. Roxy, what's up? How you doing? Yeah, thanks for calling in. Sure. Thanks for uh, having us on earlier. Um, the middle, uh, Whitaker and Baton. That was a cool match each other. But um, Izzy's beat both with Izzy facing uh, Pierre. If Izzy wins, kind of uh, clog up the division. You know, this couple. What would lead? What would? Where's Izzy? Yeah, if uh... you know, uh, third match or. So you're breaking up a little bit, but I think I know what you're saying. Um, that uh, Whitaker, yeah, Whitaker winning kind of clogs things up. Like we have, what's our what's our only hope is that Pierre, the Pierre guy, mm-hmm. is actually the one, <laughs> right? And he can beat him because right now I just these guys that are they're up there and ranked with them. Like every time they fight him, they just want to they want to kickbox him. You know, nobody tries to work inside the dirty box. Nobody tries to make it an ugly fight. Nobody's really trying to wrestle him on the cage or any of that stuff. And it's just, it gets boring because Asanya just kind of like slips, slips, hits you a couple times, moves back. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, I'd like to see him march forward a little bit. And when they give, um, and what are- both lost yeah um say uh, would they give those guys a third yeah they would but i i mean probably probably not but like that's what i was saying like going through some of these fights tonight like some of our middleweight fights they really need to push some more middleweight guys up because yeah, they have this problem because, I mean, in a sense, like, yeah, he if he's the only one, he should fight him, you know. But I also know this is this is a – it's just a show. So it's not, you know, just because he has the number, just because he has the ranking doesn't mean he automatically gets the, the title shot. And then uh, heavyweight has looked at steep base too. And and, um, and I don't think even he would drop back much, but a exciting fighter to watch. But then he's kind of wondering or not that would lead him to get past those guys to a title. She find that he'll just be a fun. He's young, so he's got time. Which who did you say that was? Uh, Tia Vasa. 
Chivasa. Yeah, it all depends on what his um, is it what what his skill set what what improvements does he make with his skill set? If he just keeps, you know, punching heavy with guys and getting tired, it's it's you know he's not gonna he's just gonna be a placeholder for a while. He'll make okay money. He won't ever get a title shot. Fans will like him, but like he's gonna get damaged, <laughs> and who knows how long his career will last that way. Yeah. Cause there is our there's some uh those guys they just they're so big and so strong and hit so freaking hard. Like they can't they can't take thirty big <laughs> knockouts or like you know yeah. that stuff adds up, man. I uh gonna ask you uh did you ever train? Because I guess he lives in Fort Wayne. Who's that? Vitrion. He said he lives in Fort Wayne. Ember. Uh, oh, does he live in Fort Wayne now? Did he move there? He. We went to. Uh, He's. There. We went to uh, Purdue. We were at Purdue at the same time. Purdue University. Like I got. I think I got an old picture of us on Instagram where I had blonde hair and we're in the bar. I was probably like yeah. 21, 22. Yeah. Ohio, then, um, Before he ever started fighting, Matt Mitrione came out to uh, to San Francisco to try out for the the Niners, and um, the Niners were coming down. Their line guys were coming down and doing some mitt work every once in a while. And AKA, and one day, this big loud guy with long hairs making noise like, "Who the hell is this?" And I was like, "Holy shit!" And it was Mitrione. And uh, he ended up staying with me for like a month in the house I was at. But you know, it was just funny. I think I taught him his first jujitsu lesson. You played for Detroit? No, he, uh, I don't think he ever played pro. He went, he got drafted by the Giants, I think. And then. Um, Tried to come out here to 49ers. If you had a minute for any of that, it is rule zero. Um, I happen to be watching uh, who uh, um, Rolo talks about a lot. Uh, professor, um, his podcast, uh, subject, he he said that David Buss, Dr. David Buss, is the, and he just focused uh, with his wife or whatever. But he just, say when you're talking about like Leah and uh, age gap dating, he just yeah. had a baby at nearly seven. And said he just <laughs> had a baby with his girlfriend. He was married. And yeah, and that's it's not knocking anybody who does it any, any differently, but there's absolutely nothing wrong. Nothing wrong dating another with nothing wrong with dating an adult. <laughs> who's, yeah, who's yeah. an adult? You know, it's more important that you have uh, 
similar wants and needs and uh you know you get along is way more way more important than than age um, but it's funny like in. the amount of uh just the, the the amount of hate and shame that goes along with a lot of times people finding out you date somebody much younger than you and um like I, we didn't get to. I had found some articles we didn't get to talk about. I brought it up on Saturday. You know, uh, Dane Cook was getting married to somebody who's twenty, like twenty years younger than him, at least twenty years younger than him. She's like twenty three. He's I think fifty, fifty two, some something. And then uh, the the we talked Saturday about how Keanu Reeves is like the uh, the epitome. You know, because he's dates. Oh, he dates age appropriate, but he could be dating much younger if he wanted to. Oh yeah. And yeah, it's not. And we we were talking about this on Saturdays. Like, you know, who's doing it right? It's like whoever's happy, <laughs> whoever whoever likes their situation and is getting the most out of their situation. I think they win. I think that was the the big takeaway. No, but it's it's important to remember that you're not you're not handcuffed, you're not chained to uh, to any dating pool or any rules. Like there's no rules. Like adults are an adult, yeah. and some some adult women like older dudes. Yeah, I like yeah. um. Experience to you. I grew up in the Midwest, in Riverside. California rules the whole thing like uh, figure out where to move to next 108 degrees here yeah it's like but one one mass, one ten or one whatever today was hot that's crazy yeah and, and they're walking still you know by them no yeah the whole like yeah I'm stuck out here in California that's, that bothers me that the stuff happens that if somebody has a close quarter, whatever contact or something, they'll make the kids. The kids will come home with their masks on. I'm like, what the hell? Like, why did they put a mask on you? Is it like a private private school, and they're still having to put masks on? It's just, it's very frustrating. Yeah. Thanks for your time. I'm pretty sure I'm sure some questions have a chat. All right, man. Yeah, thanks for calling in and asking questions. Cool. Appreciate it. All right, thanks. Take it easy, Roxy. All right. All right, guys. Anybody else before we get going? Anybody else? Don't be afraid to uh, to call in. Yep, shaming language. Trying to shame you into uh, dating their old uh, asses that made a lot of mistakes, <laughs> and you you have to forgive their mistakes. No, yeah, guys, you don't have to take the idea of dating younger as you know. Don't date through your teens and twenties. Date, but like, be wary of long-term commitment. Be wary of marriage and children until you're ready for those things you can start having kids early if you want to like i'm all about kids i think that's where the greatest wealth lies i don't really care how many 
Bugattis you got. I don't care about the labels in your clothes. That really doesn't move me. It moves some people. That's good for you. That's okay. I'd rather have I'd rather have land. I'd rather turn my money into land and have a lot of kids. All right, we got one more call. Let's check these people out. Hello, Vanguard. What's up? We got a connection today. Hey, what's up, John? Can you hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you good, man. What's going on? Hey, man. Yeah, thanks. I just wanted to add on the comment that I put because I heard your, you know, you talking with Rolo the other day as far as like the shaming language you hear in the marketplace, how they'll literally call men, you know, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> PDF files essentially for wanting. Well, I mean, look at women. look at any of the insults that come first. You know, uh, oh, you got a small dick. <laughs> Who hurt you? Uh, all, they're, they're all the same type of um, attacks. They all come from, you know, you're not acting the way I think you should act, so I got to shame you into behaving correctly. Exactly. And that's really like the only tool that, that they kind of have today in the marketplace, right, to kind of uh, control men's kind of uh, mate selection. They want men to date leftovers, right? They don't want men to have free selection in the marketplace. When you have a guy like Leonardo who can literally have any woman he wants and they want to tell him, you got to date a woman who's your age, 45 or something, or they're trying to say you're weird because he wants a woman that's, you know, 20 years younger. I mean, you know, it's insane. But this is what we all will hear, this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. No, you language. Yeah, uh, uh, any, I mean, you got to be, be wary of anybody who's using shame language about anything. Like if somebody's telling you the truth or something that's real, they're probably not going to need to shame you <laughs> into it, you know. Um, if I'm teaching you technique, <laughs> I'm teaching you how to hit a double leg, I'm not going to be like, oh, you want to put your hand here, you want to be a bad person and, and, and damage people and hurt people's feelings. If you put your hand there, it's just not, it's just not how it's done. Yeah, I know that. No, it's kind of funny. I was thinking of something because like in jujitsu class, one of my coaches was telling me, oh, you're acting weak. You know, I was trying to pull off a triangle. He's like, you need to, you know, put it on a little harder or something or throw your legs up there harder. But yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree with you as far as the shaming. But I, I, it's really prevalent, man, in the, like the dating world, right? The mating and dating world with this you know, just, I mean, I'm 33, so I'm not like an older dude. So like for me, hooking up with a chick who's like, you know, 10 years younger is like no problem. But like, if I get into Leonardo's age, right, if I'm like 45 or something and I'm walking around with a 23 year old in today's society, oh yeah, a lot of people are going to you know act funny, but mainly, like I said, the, on the female side, you know, I hate to yeah. say it, but that's, yeah, like kind of like a mate guarding strategy. Yeah. The guys, you'll get the you'll get the male feminists who will agree with them and try to shame the guy too. But like they would, they would date a younger girl in a heartbeat <laughs> if they had the actual opportunity, you know, of uh, a young beautiful woman showing interest in them. They would they would change their opinion in a flash. Of Funny course. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. If that opportunity presented itself. But, like, I think those guys are a small number. Like, who the hell are the – where are those guys? I mean, I don't really see them. The, the male feminist type of weak link guys, I mean – I mean, it kind of depends on where you're at. Uh, there, there's a lot of kind of – I'm not in the Bay Area, so there's a lot of yeah. soy out here, a lot of soy yeah. behavior. 
you know that was when i was actively dating that was a thing that uh i could tell there was a, a relief of you know breath of fresh air having a, like a masculine guy around rather than uh kind of a soft what do you want to do what do you like how do you like it type of person yeah where do you want to go so you're so like you're saying like the liberal zones like but i'm pretty sure those dudes they didn't have the balls to tell you anything like they just made comments on the side or something i don't know yeah it was only, well that's a that's a thing of uh i don't know i don't know what's the what what whether it's a political thing but like there's a lot of people who they're passive aggressively say things say things out of the side of their mouth rather than you know there's non-confrontational. I, I think a lot of people today are just non-confrontational. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think like the main comment, I At think like men. It's not a men. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like they'll say something like, oh, well, she's old enough to be your daughter or some weird shit like that. It's kind of, yeah, backhanded um, statement. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, I mean, but there's no... There's no biological link there, so there's no real reason to be shamed. It's just they're trying to trick you into being being ashamed. It's just don't worry crazy, about crazy, bro. Don't worry about other people. It's not important. <laughs> it's really yeah, important. yeah, just yeah, for sure, man. The psychological kind of warfare tactics is crazy today. Yeah, I just wanted to chime in to, to that, man, because I heard your discussion with Rolo, and it's pretty mm -hmm. interesting. But yeah, cheers, man. Appreciate the yeah. show. All right, man. Thanks for tuning. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Peace out. All right, guys. Uh, that was a good show. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you go to johnfish.net. Uh, sign up for the newsletter. You got to do it. Um, I also have the Fitch Smash Strength courses up and available, guys. Um, not only that. But I'm getting together uh, the meal plan, and I'm getting together the uh, kettlebell workout. And I'll be putting all this stuff together in a package so you guys can get a consult with me, do the package. Right, get all of the fitness stuff. I'll tell you what's up with it. I'll break it down for you. I'll get you going on the meal plan. I'll get you in on the Telegram chat so you can hit me up and hit other people who uh, are doing it uh, up and talk to each other. Look for tips, helps. I'll probably even post. I could post things from my phone when I'm working out. Because I mix my workouts up. I do different variations all the time. I just hit certain muscle groups a certain way to make sure that I stay jacked all the time. But I'm here to teach, guys. I'm here to help. Uh, thanks for watching. Make sure you like. Make sure you share. I'll check you all later.